Come, Holy Spirit, we invite you to move among us, uh, to touch our hearts and our minds, to touch us in the deepest recesses of our souls, that we would experience your power and your presence in this very space and in this very time. Amen. Please be seated. As our sermon this morning, I thought rather than me uh, talk at you or talk with you, that we would just take a few minutes um, to review some of the things that happened this week. So would you like to uh, stick up the first slide um, of Community Week? Yes. So that, oh, go, back, well, go back one for a wee moment. Let's take some of the, so that's our parish. Uh, and you can see right in the middle that big green bit, which is the you know, the park over there with a, <coughs> excuse me, the nice walking running space around the outside of it these days. So just underneath the second E of week is where we're sitting. Is that okay? We're just sitting about there. Yeah, it is about there, isn't it? Yes. And then Tesco just to the right of K. Uh, okay, next one. Let's, this is a, a verse from our reading this morning. Jesus reached a point in Luke chapter 10 where he decided to send his disciples out in twos. And he said to them, uh, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a person of peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you. Now, Jesus, uh, right at the, the first verse of Luke chapter 10, uh, starts with these two words. It starts with the words, after this. Uh, what that really means, or what it gives us uh, a, <coughs> a hint of, is that it's literally the beginning of a new chapter, although when they were writing the Gospels, they didn't divide them up into the chapters that we have. That was done later on by translators. But the words after this means that something, something is changing. Something is new. And in the life of the church, we're always looking for the after this moments, that nothing in our world can ever stay the same. Everything out there is growing and changing. It's in cycles. It's going round and round. Uh, our lives are changing and growing. And it's the same with the life of the church and the life of its community. There is always the nudging us towards a new after this moment. And the after this that Jesus is talking to is about in this particular chapter is he's starting a new um, process with them in their discipleship that he divides his disciples up into twos and he sends them out into the villages and we'll read another verse at the end. Uh, he sends them off into villages and he says to them, whenever you go into a village, you go from house to house uh, and when you come up the front door, uh, up the path through the garden or whatever it is they've got in a house to the front door, you say, peace to this house. And really what he's saying is, you're coming with a greeting of peace to the people who live in this house or in this village. And that phrase, a person of peace, if you find a person of peace, stay there. And it doesn't mean that you move in with them, right? But that you rest or you settle your vision and hopes on that place. And it's significant that you know 
you have found a person of peace or a people of peace or an organization of peace when they ask if they can help you or help us, right? So we don't, we don't go along into our community or into any part of our world on our mission to tell people what's wrong with them or to tell them how they ought to organize themselves or what they ought to be doing. We go with humility. We go with gentleness. <clears throat> we begin to get to know people. And we try to discern, are we moving in a space with people of peace? People who want to be with us. People who want to share with us. People who want to spend time with us. So could I say last week, when we went down at the end of the scavenger hunt, down to the spar, and any of you who did that know you ended up at the spar and you got a token outside and you went in and you got your lollipop. Uh, when we went down uh, to go in to ask the owner of the spar, how many tokens have you got because we need to pay you for your lollipops, he wouldn't let us pay. Yeah? He said it was such a good idea getting the people from your church to come down here that uh, I would like to donate the lollipops. Person of peace. Yeah? So, unless he's watching this, right? Okay. Could I encourage you? Would you go to the spar? And if you have the courage, uh, say to them, I'm from the church. Thank you for the lollipops. Yeah? Let's build on the person of peace moment. Uh, we bought a load more lollipops. Uh, well, you find out about the school choir. So I'm going to invite people to come and tell us we things that they engaged in during the week and reflecting on a little bit of that, did they find a person of peace or a place of peace? So who's first? Ken. And the way we're organizing this is Wendy's going to do the prayers after each of these little bits uh, rather than uh, separating it. So you're all going to use this microphone, Ken, if that's okay, and just pass it around. Good morning, everyone. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> so on, on Thursday night, oh, oh, need to, uh, a group of us... Need to stand in the middle, you're not on right, camera. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, on Thursday night, a group of us went down to the hub, which is uh, beside this bar in Dramart Square. And all of us that went, we couldn't fail but be impressed with the centre itself and the range of activities that are on, on offer down there. We were given a very warm welcome by James Scott. There he is, the man himself, on the screen, and his team of amazing volunteers. Now, most of the volunteers uh, have been participants in the schemes that have been running in the hub before they became volunteers. They felt so engaged, so involved, that they wanted to give something back and have gone on to shape the activities and the programs that actually happen within the hub. Now, on Thursday night, as I say, we were given a very warm, warm welcome, made to feel, really, that uh, we were part of, uh, of that, that hub on the evening that, that we were there. Thursday, it was a very, very busy evening, lots of stuff going on. Uh, in, the, in the main hall, there was a group of about 15 young people uh, making clay flowers, uh, which are going to be painted and create a summer display. Uh, there was lots of stuff going on outside, a group of, of gardeners, ladies, of course, uh, in the sunroom, having tea and having a chat, which is what you do in a place like, like the hub. So a week in the hub is a very busy week. It starts off on a Monday morning with a walking group for over 55s. Wednesday, they have a group uh, from Age Concern who come along. And of course, tea and chat involved there as well. 
And at this time of the year, they have a gardening group which happens almost every day. But on top of that, there's lots of stuff for people of all age groups, young and old. And one of the biggest things that they have, as we can see on screen now, is their outside garden space. Uh, they have a polytunnel there in which they, they're growing grapes, tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, all sorts of edibles. And outside, uh, they have apple trees, soft fruit trees, and lots of other stuff. So everyone really wants to, to get involved in that and feel part of it, uh, those people that, that are there. One of their volunteers has recently qualified uh, as a massage therapist and uh, in reflexology. And she offers sessions on a Friday morning, which is open to everyone. And she charges uh, a very special rate of £20 for a half hour session. She said once she's fully qualified, then obviously uh, that's going to go up a bit. But we just got a feeling of uh, involvement and belonging and a, a sense of, of peace. You weren't made to feel as if you were an outsider in any way. We were part of it whilst we were there and uh, felt, as I say, truly welcomed by all of the people in the estate. So uh, I spoke to James and asked him how he would describe the, 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 the hub in a nutshell. And he said it was a centre in the community for the community. And James and his team do an absolutely amazing job. And I feel that this is something that we should support in whatever way that we can and going on in the future. Thank you. Let us pray. Father, we, give, we ask for your Holy Spirit to be released in our community, and we give thanks for the faithful work being carried out here in Beaver. We pray for the hub, for James and all the volunteers. We pray for your blessing on their programs attended by our neighbours here in our community. We give thanks for the compassion and care given so freely and to all who enter the hub. God of glory, hear our prayer. Now for the lunch bunch, the, the group of, well, possibly oldies, who, <laughs> old, old, but very happy and merry. Uh, this was on Thursday morning, the usual 11.30 service, first of all, for prayer and worship. And many of these uh, Thursdays have something special going on after that, you know, special lunch bunches and so on. But... Uh, last Thursday it was special in a different way because after the worship and prayer we went into the hall and were greeted by a lovely set of primary school pupils from the local primary school all dressed in their lovely bright yellow tops. So we all found our seats and the school choir then sang four marvellous songs from the uh, Peter Pan musical, which they had done as their Easter performance. And they seemed to enjoy it. We certainly enjoyed it. And especially they enjoyed, I think, the one where they had a march and do all sorts of things like that. I felt like joining in. So that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, there were several beautiful solos among those children. I mean, I would never have had a chance of seeing any of them if this event hadn't happened. Uh, we particularly enjoyed the song with all the actions. Uh, but the words of their final song carried a message for old and young alike. 
Where there is family, there is love, there is hope, there is everything you need. This church is our family also, so these words could apply to us too. And how good it was to see those children enjoying being with people much older. And being in their company made us all feel very good as well. Let's hope that that can be built on the interaction between old and young because we have a lot that we could share with each other. Well, that wasn't all. It was special because after the children left, with the rice lollies that were referred to earlier on, uh, we headed into the family centre and we didn't have ice lollies, but strawberries and cream. Delicious. We had sat comfortably in the family centre. There was wonderful fellowship. It was great to have some new people among our group as well. That's good to see. I've noticed that on the Thursdays. We're very grateful to all those who provided the delicious sweet strawberries and cream and who served them and whoever made that wonderful homemade lemonade. Thank you all very much. A great time was had by all. Microphone, Helen. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Thank Let you. us pray. Well done. Father, we give thanks for Lunch Bunch, for the fellowship between our older members and for all they contribute to the life of our church. Continue to help them to feel engaged throughout the week as they faithfully attend Bible study and midweek worship. We remember those who are frail, housebound or in nursing care. Let them feel part of our community also. We give thanks for their influence to our children and our grandchildren, and we ask for your blessing on them all. God of glory, hear our prayer. I'm going to say a few words about Beaver Park Primary School. Now, this is the first time I've ever been to Beaver Park. Um, and first, there are going to be just a few facts. Um, the head teacher is Pamela Jones, and this is her second year as head teacher. There are 260 pupils in total, and there are seven mainstream classes with two nursery classes. And there are 68 pupils in, in specialist provision, and that um, is three speech and language units and three special communication difficulty units. And the one thing that I think, well, the first thing that really amazed me was how much bigger the school is than it looks from the outside. If you drive past, it looks just like a, a building with a bit of concrete outside and around the corner there's a little bit of grass. But once you go in, there's, there's a whole lot more. And there are amazing spaces both inside and outside the school. And this includes a sensory room with mood lighting and we got to experience the mood lighting and I would like to sit in that room. There's a calm room and that's for when a child um, is in distress and they just need to calm down in a safe space. There's a learning support room, a library, music room, to mention just a few of the inside spaces. There's a whole lot of other stuff going on. And outside there is a traditional playground, but really, I suppose, what I found really interesting is that there was a, a woodland area, and there's a fire pit. And what, what happens there is that you go out as a class or groups of children, and you learn bush skills. And I think that's just wonderful. Um, 
There are also two classrooms that are rented out to peripatetic support for the visually and hearing impaired. And some of the pupils are learning British Sign Language, which is another wonderful thing. And Pamela has all sorts of plans for the school. She has a passion for the school that is really palpable. It was really wonderful to see. She welcomes children from many backgrounds and abilities. And you can see that she wants each child to do the very best that they can. She's also keen for the, for the school to be part of Beaver community. And it, is already, it already has links with various organizations within Beaver. I, I got a really good vibe from, from the school. And in a nutshell, what I would really like to do is go back to primary school. <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. Before I pray, I would just like to echo that because I went down as well and I mean, it was amazing and Pamela is just such a vibrant and force to be reckoned with, full of passion for, the, for the, every single child there. Let us pray. Father, we pray for our primary school and for Pamela and all her staff. Father, they are doing amazing work to provide for children of all abilities. They are growing a future generation and equipping them to be confident and valued young people. We pray for your blessing on each and every child at the school and we pray for continued growth in numbers in the coming term. Bless all the work that they do and just be with Pamela as she tries to navigate to um, further equip the school. Thank you Lord for her, um, her dedication and her, her passion for, for, for what she does. God of glory. Hear our prayer. Thank you. Um, so if you go, think back to last Monday, and the weather was glorious, and uh, a few of us were heading down to the men's sheds and the allotments, which are just down beside the activity centre at the bottom of this drive. Um, and... Uh, it took me back as I was walking down. The sun was spitting the trees. It was really nice. But it reminded me of a night in December when, again, a few of us went down to the same spot. And this time it was for the lighting of the Christmas tree. So it was a community event again. Uh, it was dark and cold, and we had gone down partly to be part of the celebrations, but also because Paul was very good at setting up a sound system for them so that everything could be heard. Um, and as I walked around that night, there were all the usual things, bounty castles, uh, free food, um, there was Santa Claus, of course, there was music playing. Um, but the thing that struck me as I walked around, and as we walked around as a group, there was hardly anybody there that we knew or recognized, right? We just, we walked around there, and I came away thinking, goodness me, I really don't know people in this community at all. Um, and yet we are a church in the community. So go back to, to last Monday then. Same place, probably the same people. But since January, a number of those people have been coming in regularly from the estate into our mums and toddlers' kids' place. And those of us who have been helping at that have been getting a real opportunity to get to know them, get to know their names, get to know their children. So... As we walked around, it was unbelievable the difference because I knew 
several of the mums and grannies and children, and they were shouting at me, Hiya, Janice. You know, and I was able to go and watch them on the bouncy castles, just chat with them about things. So it was a really good fun day. In fact, I think we've got a clip of the, what the fun day was like. That's Adrian on the scooter there. So you can see like, it was just a regular fun day, but it just felt so different because we were able to engage with lots of the people who were there. And we were primarily there because it was to celebrate the opening of the Men's Shed, which is again down there. And the Men's Shed is actually not one, but four or five different containers that have been opened up and men can go in there and enjoy making things or having a cup of tea. But beside it, they also have allotments. There's obviously a theme here. There's obviously lots of allotments around. But the thing that struck me about the allotments were, not only did they look much better than my raised beds at home, right? And they have no slugs eating all of their vegetables that I have in my house. So I have learned now how I can control the slugs that are eating my beetroots and courgettes, because theirs were lovely. Um, so I did learn something. But the thing that struck me were the children and the adults were engaging as they looked after their raised beds. And um, they were chatting about what was growing and um, how they were doing it. And it was really lovely. Um, so that, that was down there. Then that jumped to Wednesday. We have our staff team meeting on a Wednesday morning. And this Wednesday, instead of having it in the family center, we went down to the Beaver Youth Center, which is again just down here. I can honestly say I was blown away by the facilities. I have never, ever been in a youth center like it in my life. It is the most gorgeous building to be in, and the facilities in it are just second to none. And we've got the very person here who probably masterminded it, Arlene sitting here. It is outstanding. Like, you would want to spend time in it. It is, honestly, it's absolutely beautiful. They've actually got windows right down to the ground where you can sit and look out into the courtyard where they can go out and play and do different things. But anyway, it was fantastic. But apart from the facilities that were fantastic, um, Connor, the facilities manager, and I think one of the youth workers there, opened us, welcomed us in with opened arms, showed us around the place. And then one of the other people who supervises South and West Belfast, I think it is, no, South and North Belfast, um, supervises that those two areas. She also came and met with us and chatted with us and answered all our questions. Um, they have brilliant links with the primary school as well who can come in and use their facilities. Um, but the thing that struck me was they are open, but not open as often as they would like to be because they don't have the staff, they don't have the volunteers. So if there's ever a way that we could get involved, there is an opportunity to go down and help them facilitate other things that they would like to do. Um, so that was brilliant. I have to say that was a really brilliant morning. We had a great staff meeting. And needless to say, when we finished, um, we did manage to make our way around to the chippy. We had a wee chippy as well, sitting out in the square, which was great. Um, but at both these things, what I felt was that we had met people of peace, people who were very welcome to have us there, very welcome for us to be there, and very welcome to help us. And then we could obviously maybe in turn help them. So it was a great, great few days. Father, we pray for the men who 
intend to grow in friendship in, uh, at the men's shed. We pray for those who have not yet had the courage to approach this safe space. Our hope, Lord, is that you will use this space to promote healing for these men. We pray for the youth centre, for all the teens who use the space, and we ask for an increase in volunteers and staff for the centre. Bless this vital support that is freely provided, Lord, and help us to know how we can also help them. God of glory, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Wendy. Uh, for leading us in our prayers and thank you to everyone else who joined in with that and anyone who joined in during the week and turned up at places or uh, did it in a source. Can we go to the, the last slide? I want to finish with this. Um, this is the first verse out of that passage that Joanne read for us. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. So there's those words, after this. So whatever it was that went before, uh, it's, it's a sense of uh, walking through yet another door into new things, new opportunities, uh, new timescales. So we, uh, every church needs to be thinking like this. And particularly as we've, we've talked about recalibrating after COVID and pandemic, and oh, there seem to be so many other things have happened since then, that part of this is the recalibrating of our life in this community. There is a sense of after this, yeah? We've got an opportunity to walk through more doors. So there is an after this for Beaver Parish. But then the Lord appointed 72 others. Now you're kind of thinking, I don't know if that's the first thing jumps into my mind. Who on earth were they? I mean, we know about the 12 and we know about the collection of women uh, who traveled with them. But 72 now, I find that really encouraging because you could be sitting here thinking, um, I've never done anything like any of this. You could be in a 72. Nobody's ever heard of you. Nobody's ever expected anything of you. Um, but you're part of the bigger crowd. It's not just the 12 and the 12 plus 5. There's a 72 in this. On another occasion, it's 120. So there's probably even a bigger group. But anyway, let me just finish with this. He sent them ahead, two by two, ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Now, that's the point of all of this. Jesus had reached the point where he used to walk into villages with his disciples, and a crowd would gather because people would have heard stories about them. But he's now reached the point where he's actually on his way to Jerusalem in Luke chapter 10. Uh, he's decided to be a wee bit more intentional about the mission. So he, he divides these 72 up into 36, is that right? Yeah, 36 twos. And it doesn't mean two to every village. They could have been sent out in bunches of twos. But he's decided to send them ahead to try to find these people of peace, to try to find these opportunities for him to come uh, and speak to them, minister to people, listen to them, answer their questions. Uh, but there's an intentionality and a direction to what Jesus is doing. And he's, I remember many years ago, somebody saying to me, the task of the church is to find out what is in God's heart and then join in with it. 
God's heart, I think, in the last week, and sorry, for many years uh, for this parish, has been all the people who live in this parish, this side of the carriageway, this side of the carriageway. God's heart is open towards that. And in some ways, for some of us this week, we began to see that physically in front of our eyes. Actually, there are real people. God's heart is for them. It might be where Jesus is about to go. And if it is, then we need to go with him. What a challenge. Could I say we're not talking about a fortnight or a month or over the summer? Uh, we're talking about a recalibration of our life as a church. Uh, in a post-pandemic world, how are we going to reshape ourselves? Uh, what are the values and the vision and the direction for us as a church?